This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Grace Johnson. I am the special issues editor for the Peninsula Pulse. And today I am joined by some special guests. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I am Morgan Mann, Community Relations Library Assistant for Door County Library. And I am Stephen Rice. I'm the Museum and Archives Manager for the Door County Historical Museum and the Door County Archives. Hi, everyone. Welcome. So today we are going to be talking about Door County Reads for 2022. So to start off, do you want to go over kind of what Door County Reads is and maybe a little bit of a recap from last year as we get into this new year? Absolutely. So Door County Reads is something that has been happening in our community for the last 15 years. And it is a community read. So everyone is reading the same book during the same time period in the winter when we sometimes, everyone likes to think we have a little more time in our lives up here. Um, We were just actually saying that's not always the case. That's very true. (laughs) But um, it's one read for our community and then we all get together and discuss the book, topics, themes. Some years it's been in some of those topics you don't really want to talk about. Others, if everything was sunshine and and happiness, there's not much to talk about, you know. That's very true. And along with that, we always have the arts community involved a lot. So there's there's play performances, multiple of them. Last year, we had Door County Shakespeare. We had Third Avenue Playhouse, which is now Third Avenue Playworks. And they're free. So all of the events are free. So otherwise you would be going to the Peninsula of the Players and, and there would be a fee for that. So this gives an opportunity to do outreach and everyone can come together and you don't have the monetary constraints and you don't have all of the festivals um, that take up the rest of the year kind of competing with you. But Door County Reads is kind of Door County's winter festival. And over the last couple years, in this year coming up, too, we have really flushed it out. So instead of just being a few individual dates where we're having book discussions, there is something happening every single day. Saturday, Sunday, Friday nights, during the day, during the evening, for two whole weeks. And almost three weeks if you you count the the end caps where we have a book discussion um, starting on a Thursday and then a book discussion ending on a Monday. So, yeah, we're liking to think of it as like the, the Door County Winter Festival where it's literature, art, community. It's a very good way to think about it, actually. You know, because there is like a lot of stuff going on all throughout the community and, you know. I mean, that's essentially what a festival is. So exactly, it works yeah. out. So last year, the big read was a Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mendel. Um, can you remind everyone real quick about kind of what that was about and the themes that were sort of discussed? Sure. So dystopian. It was a lot of theater involved because what it was is, um, of course, it was a pandemic year. So we had a pandemic book because we didn't have enough of that in our mm-hmm. lives. Right? Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> and I was I was reading it. I remember reading through it and I was like, gosh, this feels 
it feels a little too real right now. So some some of it was like a little hard to get through, but we didn't actually plan on that. We did plan a couple about a year in advance, I think, for that. So uh, there wasn't a pandemic when we first started doing Big Read and and thinking about that book, but it ended up being much more topical, I think, than we had intended, which some people really liked and some people found a little bit, you know, a little bit difficult. Well, I think too. So yeah, a lot of people don't realize that the Door County Reads, it doesn't just get put together. Like any festival, it doesn't get Mm -hmm. put together in two weeks right before it happens. We actually start planning almost a year in advance. As soon as we're done with the read, we're on to the next one. And like even picking the topic or the book that we were going to be doing this year in 2020, or it's 2022, we put a call out to the community and asked, what do you want to read? And Mm -hmm. so that's where we, we came up with the titles for this year. So there's two titles for 22. But touching back on the station 11 it wasn't anything we didn't plan it and in fact there was discussions about with the pandemic happening should we not do this book Mm -hmm. but in the end i think it was very well received where we talked through some of the more difficult entities of it we had panel discussions with all of the main players that we became very intimately involved with because of the pandemic so i'm thinking of the panel where we had dr jim heiss speaking from the medical community. We had Main Street Market in Egg Harbor speaking to all of the, how the grocery craziness that, who knew yeah. toilet paper was going to be the mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. <laughs> and the food and, you know, and so actually it was, a, it was a kind of a really neat experience where we got to discuss and kind of rationally go through everything we were going through as yeah. a community and not be so separated. It also, I mean, I'm sure we're going to end up talking about this for millennia and there's going to be thesis papers written on the pandemic and the pluses and minuses therein. But all of the virtual that happened, I mean, we all massively had to change our work-life experience. We all had to get laptops if you didn't have them. We all all of a sudden paid attention to the fact that so-and-so were on dial-up in some parts of the Door County, even still today, which is crazy, you know. Mm That we're still having the AOL experience that yeah. was from 1990. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it brought all of those discussions to head. And we ended up doing over 20 events last year in 2021, yeah. all virtual. And we had amazing numbers. We reached people who, of course, were here in Door County, but also people who come and experience and love Door County during the summer, but in the winter months are not here. They were able to join us at all of the programs, see each other through Zoom, of course, Mm -hmm. but you could still see people's faces and you actually, uh, it was a fun way to actually learn all of the new technology. I mean, who would know that a year ago we would become Zoom masters. Mm-hmm. You know, we could teach a Zoom master class almost yeah. all of us yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point. How do you make your background virtual? Yeah. And so how do you how do you not have your cat walk through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So thinking um also of the panels, just like a really quick kind of wrapping up talking about last year. I know one of the discussions you had was about actually the T V adaptation of Station Eleven, which was picked up in Uh, I believe it was 2019 that I read by HBO Max. And just as a little snippet for people who might be interested, who really liked it or were interested in following up, that is actually going to be coming out next month on HBO Max. I believe it is December 16th, I want to say. That might be incorrect. So don't quote me on that. Definitely look it up. But they just released a trailer recently. And it looks pretty good. And it's very interesting. I mean, you know, from what I was reading about that as well, 
they had a lot of, you know, similar feelings about like putting something together like that and how everything felt a little bit more real than what they had anticipated, obviously. But yeah, if, you know, you enjoyed the book and you wanted to kind of consume it in a new media, that's going to be coming pretty soon. And that was our last, um, the last event of last year was speaking with Peter Sommerfeld and Emily St. John Mandel and the process of taking the book into a visual media. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the programs that were recorded and are still up on our website at doorcountyreads.org. And I believe we're going to be leaving last year's up just under a link. So if you look through the navigation and, and you maybe want to check back on some of them, except for the pieces for Emily was part of the discussion. So those ones were only for a certain period of time during our reads mm-hmm. moment. But it is very exciting to see. Yeah. I, of course, you know, being a book person, we, you know, can you really turn it into something really amazing? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the joy of reading and your imagination. Mm-hmm. That, I, you know, that is very true. It's been, um, you know, I'm also one of those like, you know, the book is always better. But thinking of it as its own separate media sometimes is also good. But I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it. The trailer looked really good. And, you know, it's a mini series as well. So it's going to be split up into episodes. And, and we're all yeah. we're all in binge mode with everything now. Well, and so. it's, you know, it's winter time now. And, you know, we're talking about not as much so we think, um, happens uh, in the winter. So it's a great time to sit down over a weekend and consume. And just be glad that our pandemic was not like their pandemic. Oh, that yes. was way worse. Uh-huh. Yep. Knock on wood. Oh. I'm hopeful that we're almost through this all. But, but we don't have yeah. a crystal ball. No, we don't. But <laughs> positive thinking. All right. So 2022, we're coming up. So the big, big announcement. What are the featured books for 2022? So in 2022, we are giving everyone an option between two books. They are by the same author, and the books are Population 485, Meeting Your Neighbors One Siren at a Time, is the first book of your options. The second book is Truck, A Love Story, both by Michael Perry. So starting on November 26th at all Dora County Library branches, you will be able to come in and select one of those two books for free, provided by the Friends of Door County Library. And you get to keep them. And one of the things that we want to do with Door County Reads is the community piece where after you're done reading it, and if you enjoyed the story and you want someone to help you know, come to the conversations with you, pass the book along. Mm-hmm. Um, give it to a neighbor, yeah. give it to a family member, or return it back to the library to go back out to more people. And so starting on the 26th, there are no holds. You can only get one. No, you cannot grab it for your neighbor. <laughs> your neighbor has to come in. So bring mm-hmm. them with you. Yeah. Get your books. So what did you guys for picking these books? I know you had talked about you did a community call out to get some ideas. Uh, when you were thinking about what you wanted to do for this year, did you take anything specifically into consideration, like a theme or anything like that? Or did you just want to really take a step away from kind of what we did last year and go in a completely different direction? So this is a question that always gets asked on this. So Door County Reads, we do it in a committee form. So there's, it's not just one person's opinion. And this is why we have to start right away because there's a lot of talk and debate. And um, some of the things that we always consider though with um, whatever title we choose is how available is it? So first and foremost, the book has to be available in paperback and in large quantities because we, we buy quite a few. So that's first and foremost, it has to be available in paperback. And we also want it to be available in 
a lot of different formats so that not only if you want to choose and come get a hard copy from us, you can check the book out from our libraries. So we want it to be available in as many options as possible. This year, the books are available in regular print, audiobook. We do not have large print. We usually try to have that as well. Mm-hmm. But it is available on Overdrive and Libby and also on Hoopla. So in both of those forms, an ebook. So if you want the large print experience, you can use the ebook and then zoom up to make the, the words larger spacing happen. Mm-hmm. But frankly, those simple parameters knock out a lot of books yeah so that is some of where it happens and then the committees all we all take turns we we read the books in advance um Mm -hmm. and then we start a debate topic of like how many different themes are going on in this book and how does it relate to our community and i know a lot of times we've heard from people we want something happy and uplifting because gosh there's a lot of stuff in things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know we took that into consideration too so and we came up with Population 485 as our as our first choice. We have talked on this book, actually, in our book discussion groups previously, actually, even this past year. So during, mm-hmm. the, during all of this crazy pandemic, Michael Perry actually came and virtually came into two of our book clubs and discussed that particular book, oh, nice. which you can actually see on our YouTube channel still if you wanted a sneak peek. So we we didn't want to be like, oh, sorry, you already had that experience. That whole segment of our community, we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we um, chose to, we looked through all of his other titles and came upon Truck. And then all of the topics were very interesting too. And so that helped fill out our themes. And that's where you can kind of see some of the events wrap around some of those things. So for example, um, in Population 485, and that's why the title is Meeting Neighbors One Siren at a Time, Michael Perry is discussing small town life. Mm-hmm. And, and these are, just for clarification, these are all nonfiction, like memoirs, correct? Correct, correct. So he is discussing his work as a volunteer fireman. So you're meeting neighbors one siren at a time. Like mm-hmm. You get to know all the nitty gritty of life when you are a volunteer fireman, paramedic, uh, emergency service person. And so that's one of the events we're having is a panel discussion with our great volunteer forces up here in Door County. And mm-hmm. we have, I mean, our peninsula being how it is, is... is a unique area to service. So imagine, you know, if you're all the way up in Sister Bay and you're trying to get down to the Brussels area, it's a 45 minute drive. It's like driving from Sturgeon Bay to Green Bay, but all of those have to be serviced. If there's a fire, you want those guys getting to your house as fast as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. So we actually are very lucky to have a, a large community of volunteers. And so that's one of the things we wanted to honor and then discuss and, and learn more about and learn more about our community that way. We're having a panel discussion on February 5th at 11 a.m. in Fish Creek at the Gibraltar Fire Station. And later that day, we are having our author speak at the Door Community Auditorium, which is just down the road Mm -hmm. in Fish Creek. So Michael Perry is going to be on stage in person live, and you are more than welcome to come in person live Mm -hmm. or virtually. So that's one of the things that we learned from last year to this year is, is the virtual is staying because... Our community actually is broad and diverse, and we had people actually even from England who really? came and watched wow. and mm. had visited Door County and loved Door County, and they are still able to be connected with us through the virtual programming. Mm. So, so some good things did come out of the uh, pandemic, you know, being able to connect a little bit more, which is nice. So, 
we had kind of discussed population 45 is, you know, kind of interacting with his community through volunteer firefighting. And what about truck, a love story? What's kind of the, uh, the story behind that one? Now I'm going to be completely transparent on this. I have not read either book yet. I am just oh. like everyone else. Oh yeah. I have, I've read his um, Montaigne and Boots a couple of years ago, but I still have yet to pick these ones up. So, so this is completely, you can completely discount me, but I'm learning along with you guys and like reading along the same time. That way it's fresh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what truck is, is it's been talked about as being a hilarious and heartfelt. So, you know, hilarious is a big thing, especially in the winter for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he talks about struggling to grow his own garden, which I imagine a few of us have done over the last year. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. us hobby gardened. Yeah. I know like the beginning of pandemic, I built a, I have three boys and they helped build some raised beds and it was a very fun family project and all that kind of stuff. And that during pandemic, we did it all. We had the tomatoes that were overproducing. I felt Mm -hmm. very German and giving all of my neighbors produce from my garden. Mm -hmm. And then this past year, it was terrible. And none of my tomatoes lived. It was, I don't even know what happened. I'm watch, I'm listening to multiple podcasts on yeah. how to garden now. It's yeah, terrible. I had a, a, like an infestation of my cucumbers. It was the first time I had ever attempted to like do vegetables and tomatoes were, they sort of worked, but not really. But as soon as my cucumbers started coming in, it was crazy how many that I had and like how huge they ended up being and trying to get rid of them. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with all these. <laughs> I know. So that's one of the themes is having his own garden, having his old pickup and resurrecting a love life, which he says is permanently impaired by Neil Diamond. So there's a little music, a little romance, a little hilarity. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's something for everyone in these books because Mm -hmm. it speaks to true life. It speaks to Wisconsin life. And that kind of leads to one of our other programs that we are planning is a trivia, a virtual Mm -hmm. trivia piece. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't know how well known this is, but the archives, the Door County Archives, has been part of the library family now for a couple of years. So, you know, in an effect, we're kind of a library branch and we participate in Door County Reads just like everybody else. Uh, and one of the ways we do that is by doing trivia. About two years ago, uh, we decided to start doing the Door County Reads trivia and it's been a huge hit. So we will continue to do that this year. And last year, because of course we couldn't do it in person, we couldn't be down at the pub like we wanted to be, but we did it over Kahoot. Uh, which is a virtual trivia platform. And that's K-A-H-O-O-T exclamation point, Kahoot. Um, So that's what we will be doing again. We found that we could reach a broader audience that way. uh, And it created kind of a fun virtual atmosphere for people. So once again, kind of combining, you know, bringing in what we learned from virtual last year and keeping Mm -hmm. it going. Um, So how to play the trivia. This will be happening on February 6th. So it's a Sunday at 11 a.m. So, you know, bring your coffee or your beverage of your choice or some sort of baked good and just kind of relax and play some trivia. Um, So it's a very simple process. Just either download the Kahoot app, um, which you can find on every major app store, or you can simply log into the Kahoot website, which is kahoot.it. We will have a Zoom meeting where I will display a code that you can enter and that will allow you to play our live trivia game. Um, So questions are multiple choice. And just be aware that Kahoot also grades you on how fast you respond, Mm, not whether it's timed as well. If you get the right answer, you will get more points if you do it faster than somebody else. So that way Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to tie, but there is a kind of an element of time involved. Mm -hmm. So just be aware if you have a strong internet connection, this is the time to use it. I've seen people get 
fairly competitive during these things. Yeah. And do you uh, pick themes for your trivia or are they just kind of general trivia? Absolutely. We pick themes. We try to theme our trivia every year around what we're doing in the book. Sometimes that leads us in some pretty eccentric areas. Uh, this year, because uh, Wisconsin life, rural life, down home feel is kind of what we're getting out of our books this year. We're doing all things Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will pick a variety of categories. Not all of them are set in stone yet based on Wisconsin life, Wisconsin lore, and Wisconsin culture. Culture. So anyone listening wants to do a little pre-research, this is your hint and the only hint you will get mm. on what our categories are. Um, we will also have fabulous prizes. Uh, last year we gave out $100 worth of Destination Door County gift cards, and I think we'll be doing something fairly similar. So, nice. you know, we're playing for power, folks. This is, mm-hmm. you know. Serious stuff. This is serious business. I do have some trivia questions. Yeah, let's hear it. Three questions here. So you can you know, rest assured these won't be on the actual quiz, but these might be a hint for those of you who are taking notes. So question number one. Wisconsin grows over 90% of America's crop of this traditional medicinal root. Hmm. A traditional medicinal root. And then you give the options because it's multiple choice. Absolutely. So A, is it daikon? B, ginger? C, ginseng? Or D, wormwood? I didn't realize Wisconsin was a big producer of any of those. Hmm. My guess is um, this is the great part. If you don't know, you can just click a letter. I mean, that's we encourage it, that. Yeah, just that's. I mean, multiple choice quizzes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess um, ginger because I really like ginger, but I don't know if that's accurate. So the answer is actually C, ginseng. Oh, Wisconsin grows 97% of the United States crop of ginseng. What? And why that is, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I have no idea. But yes, daikon's a radish, of course. Ginger is uh, a root and also has medicinal properties, but not what we grow here in Wisconsin. And wormwood has medicinal properties and psychoactive properties too. Mm-hmm. And, not, and it's not a root. <laughs> so uh, question number two. Legend says that the iconic brandy old-fashioned cocktail was born when Wisconsinites tasted Corbel brandy for the first time during this famous 19th century event. Is it A, the California Gold Rush, B, the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, C, the Spanish-American War, or D, the building of the Transcontinental Railroad? My initial instinct is to say the uh, Chicago's World Fair because a lot of stuff came out of that. I read a book about it, actually, that I would recommend everybody read. It's called Devil in the White City. Sorry, just like a little side note. That's my guess. A lot of stuff happened there, so that's what my instinct would be. That's my guess, too. I don't know the answers to any of these, so I'm going with that, too. The other things are too broad, so like mm-hmm. you can do process of elimination. Yes, Ding, 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 ding. You are absolutely Woo! correct. The 1893 Chicago World's Fair, also seconding the recommendation, Devil in the White City is absolutely fantastic. It's excellent. Yes, it I agree. Super good. Yes, there was a Corbell stand apparently at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, which gave Wisconsinites taste for brandy. Now, that is a legend. I've seen research that says maybe the brandy old fashioned came from elsewhere, but that's a whole podcast in its own right. Nice. So. Question number three. We are doing geography now. Oh, I hate geography. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Let's go for it. Let's see what what I can do. Here we go. Question three. Tim's Hill is the highest point in the state of Wisconsin. What is the second highest point? Is it A, Rib Mountain, B, Haystack Hills, C, Rattlesnake Knob, or D, 
Sugarbush Hill. What the heck? See, my guess would have been my mom's house. Just kidding. Um, Brussels Hill? <laughs> okay, so wait, say those. I've never heard it. None of those sound no. absolutely. I, okay, so, okay, okay. One more time. Read we'll, those we'll, we'll, one do more time. we'll do it again. So A, Rib Mountain. B, Haystack Hills. C, Rattlesnake Knob. Or D, Sugarbush Hill. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Rattles? <laughs> I'm guessing Haystack. Haystack? That's my guess. I don't know. I just, you know how you sometimes feel it? You, yeah. It's just like, it's a game. You got to go mm-hmm. with well, whatever. I, mean, I don't know, like haystack onions. Is that like a thing? Did that come from there? See, I don't know. See, and you cannot have this much thing? thought sometimes because you're timed. Oh, that's true. So you just got to um, go go with your instinct, gut. Instinct, instincts. What popped in my head first was rattlesnake, but I have no idea. Okay. So we have a vote for haystack hills and a vote for C, rattlesnake knob. Yes. All right. So the answer actually is D, Sugarbush Hill, uh, which is the second highest point. Okay. And we're talking about, you know, it's about 10 feet shorter than Tim's Hill. Okay. Um, it's like the second child. No yeah. one knows what that one's doing. <laughs> it's always the first one you pay attention uh-huh. to for the history books. Yeah. Well, it is up in Forest County. If anyone is interested in visioning Sugarbush Hill, Haystack Hills and Rattlesnake Knob are also real hills in Wisconsin. Okay, They're cool. both down by the Dells. And Rib Mountain, most people are probably familiar with it, if you don't know what it's called, because it's the big hill by Wausau that everybody drives by on their way to the Twin mm, Cities, which is the okay. third highest hill in Wisconsin. That is a deep cut. So, okay, you know, nice. did very, very well. This is only for hardcore Wisconsin so, geography. Yeah. But, you know, be be aware, listeners. We, mm-hmm. we will be getting this deep. Maybe we're going to have some teachers on this, and then they can add that They're to their history totally stuff, button. you know? They always play during the Peninsula Preschool trivia, and... When we go up against them, it's, you know, they know everything. So it's, <laughs> so, I mean, and there's some good prizes at this. So we might see some, some major players, but don't be scared. I mean, like you can just guess too. So mm-hmm. come and join us. And, it's always fun. Trivia and it's a virtual fun. room. So like we can have as many as a hundred people in there playing. So nice. there's More some good the chances. And we will have a wide variety of topics. So by all means, come on in. I'll try to have something for everybody. Nice. Well, that sounds very fun. And that is, you know, we touched on a few of kind of the events that are going to be happening next year. Like you said, there is a lot. I am just kind of uh, looking at the events list of what we've got here. And I mean, you know, it's like three pages of activity after activity. And we've got book discussions and panels. And, you know, you're talking about we have some of these theater groups that are going to be participating again. And uh, it's over. It's 25 at the list at this point. Sometimes we add a few more. And that's why we recommend you always get a chronology or a kind of a date list in the book when you pick it up. Uh, It's on doorcountyreads.org as well. And that's where we recommend looking maybe before you come out to the events just to confirm what's going on. And you can grab the Zoom codes there. You can see what time it is if you're like, oh, I don't remember what time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we we are really excited this year. Of course, uh, we have book discussions during the day, during the afternoon, during the evening. Each of the books is going to be discussed in different groups. So if you wanted to discuss a particular book, um, you might choose your discussions that you want to attend that way. Sometimes it's fun to attend multiple of the same book because it's different people and different thought processes and Mm -hmm. ideas that came from people's readings. Yeah. We are going to be watching two of Michael Perry's movies. This year we are going to be doing Where I Come From, and then we are doing How You Doing at two different times. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to be doing English in Wisconsin by a Badger Talk from Joe Salmons, and he is going to be... uh, 
talking about all of the English spoken in our state, including pronunciation of words, word forms, grammar, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a a virtual program. So there's that mix of virtual and Mm in-person. We're going to be having a play reading by Third Avenue Playworks. We are going to be having a play reading by Peninsula Players. We are going to be having a new arena to the play. We're going to be having Rogue Theater join us. And they are going to be doing the play adaptation of Population 485, written by Michael Perry. And that's going to be on Friday, February 11th, 7 p.m. We are going to be having a couple of panels for writers. On Tuesday, February 8th, we're going to be having a Wisconsin Rights panel, 7 p.m., and we're going to have a number of big-name writers on that panel. We're going to be having Kimberly Blazer, Christina Clancy, Andrew Graff, John Hildebrandt, and Patricia Skalka. They're going to be discussing how is it being an author in Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. What influences career, your work? How did you get started? Yeah, That's going to be moderated by Rebecca Meacham from UWGB. We are going to be having a second panel supporting Wisconsin writers. That's going to be on Thursday, February 10th at 7 p.m. We're going to be learning about statewide and regional organizations that are dedicated to helping Wisconsin writers. So if you've ever dabbled in it and you wonder how you can get out there and where you can get money and how, you know, yeah. all of that good stuff, mm-hmm. how you do, how do you find a, a rep or a, a publicist or an editor or anything like that? Yeah. Um, that's going to be the one you, you don't want to miss. These are all going to be recorded too. So if the time doesn't work out for you and you can't be there or something else is going on, you can watch it later. So yeah. We're going to be having coffee and conversation with Kathleen Ernst. That's going to be an in-person thing at the Right On location on Wednesday, February 9th at 10 in the morning. Um, I know. There's, there is a lot yeah, going there is, on. Yeah, there is a lot of um, a lot of these, as you're saying, you kind of have both options to be uh, in-person or virtual. Some of them are just virtual. And there's so much more. We're having the Griffin String Quartet performing. We're going to be having a songwriting workshop. We are going to be having a talk at Crossroads. So really check doorcountyreads.org. You're going to see all of the great events going on there. Find out a little bit more about what each one is. Invite friends and neighbors to come out. You know, have coffee later and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Hop into the library. Tell us what you think. Yeah. It's a really, it's a fun, it's a fun festival feeling. Should I give a plug? This is, this is my plug. So look, folks, I'm not a librarian, but I do like books. And I got to tell you, this is the hottest ticket in Door County in late January and early February. Be there, show up, tune in. You got to be there. It's Door County Reads. Wow. That is a very good plug for that. It makes it feel very dramatic. So like we kind of discussed at the beginning, we can start picking up books November 26th. And then the actual events kick off. You have a virtual kickoff on January 30th. And we kind of brought this up earlier, but it is kind of an important year. It's 15 years uh, for Door County Reads. So the kickoff is kind of going to be talking about that and discussing it a little bit. So do you guys want to just chat a little bit on kind of now we're in year 15, uh, where we've come, where we're going, that kind of stuff. Well, and it's it's going to be a virtual kickoff and we're really celebrating the fact that we've it's been around for 15 years. It's great. It's a, a great marker. Um, we've been able to successfully do stuff every year for 15 years, even during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, to give ourselves a little tiny pat on the back for all of that. But um, 
we are really going to be looking, we're going to be doing a retrospective. So it's going to be some discussion from some of the players from past years. We're going to be having video vignettes, people telling about their experiences, what it was like when it was first starting, how did it get developed? You know, all of the pieces and parts when you have something that's a, a big group effort that it's it's fun to hear how it started and, and why and how did titles get picked back in the day and when was the NEA involved and when was it not? Our first book, this started in 2008 and the first book that was read was The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. And we've done everything from classics to new works, fiction, nonfiction, some heavy, some light. And we're going to really celebrate that all together. And, and you're going to mm. hear from people from those past years. That'll so, be very cool. Getting like a little behind the scenes action, kind of how it all comes together. Because like you said, pretty much once one ends, you start planning for the next year already. And it's, you know takes about a year to get it together. And still the planning is still going on. So don't think that, I mean, that's why we say check the, the website is mm -hmm. because sometimes a few more things sprinkle in there. And I mean, and there is talk of having some kind of a commemorative thing that you can pick up or Ooh. get. So I'm just going to leave that there. We're, we're still in the works on what that might be, but something mm -hmm. that you can take and hold in your hand and it's yours. I like that. I like that. Kind of swag. Stuff. Swag. Or no, no, as the, um, it's a new word now. Swag really oh. dates you. It's merch. 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 Oh. Sorry. Merch, swag, it, you know, drip, whatever. I'm an archivist. I live in the past. <laughs> see, yeah, I have, yeah. I have I, kids on video games constantly. All I hear is about the merch. <laughs> yeah, see, no, I, yeah, I'm not as up to date either on the, the hip lingo. But um, there will be Door County reads merch let's just say that so i like that it'd be great to have like a little mug you know because all of us readers like drinking our coffee or tea with our yeah with our you, books. Can, you can even do like a what a cake in a mug oh, all that kind of good mm, you know mm -hmm. there's all kinds of good stuff you can do with a mug you can also use uh use it to hold bookmarks i see a lot of people that do that pens yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right. So anything else that you, either of you are really excited about that you want to mention? Otherwise, once again, we have two books for this year, Population 485 and Truck a Love Story, both by Michael Perry. Books are handed out November 26th with the kickoff on the 30th, doorcountyreads.org to get all of the deets. See, I, I threw a little thing in there, the deets, the details, you know, and any updates or changes. It's a fun thing to do in the winter where we can all come together. And this year, the books have some humor in it, music and lively entertainment and food. I mean, there's so many topics. That's that's some of the stuff where it's where we're in meetings and it's like, oh, we could come up with like a hundred different programming ideas and things mm -hmm. that we can do. And um, then it comes down to the fact of who can you actually get to come during this time and, and yeah. dates that work for people and that sort of thing. So, but we really try to make it a fun, festive environment. And we are really looking forward to this and are very excited to bring this to the community. So we hope to see you either virtually or in person. Mm -hmm. It's a ton of fun, folks. Just show up when you can. Uh, it brings us all together. It's the best thing to do in the winter around here. So hope to see you. Great. Well, thank you too for uh, joining us and taking some time to talk about Door County Reads 2020. And I, you know, I guess as we start reading, I'm excited to see what everybody thinks about it, joining in on some conversations and also seeing what 2023 brings. So thank you again for joining me and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, 
purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.